0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Frog Pod. I'm joined here live from the beach, Coach Jamie Dixon of TCU Basketball. Coach, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out of your vacation and talking with us.
1: Yeah, well, we got back from uh, Sunday. Uh, yesterday, I guess, uh, we got back from Europe. And um, I came out here to see my parents, and they're down at the beach here today. And you ruined my vacation by asking to be on Short notice, here, awesome. But hey, for you, we do anything. You helped us a lot, so uh, whatever we can do,
0: really appreciate it, Coach. Well, you talked about the trip to Europe. Can you explain to people, you know, why teams like to go across the pond and play basketball, and ultimately what the goal is for teams yeah. and the Horn Frog themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, really, it's you know, it's it's something that everybody's going to do. If you're a program, you you've got to do it. Kids are you, know, you talk about it in recruiting, so it's just part of the deal. Um, and then obviously with COVID, we kind of got behind a couple of years that uh, we couldn't go. Um, and uh, you know, you kind of it's just something that comes up in recruiting, so um, the players were excited about it. Uh, we came up with London and, and Paris, uh, two great cities, obviously. Um, it's interesting because everybody asked, Who did you play? What competition? It's very hard, I I, I mean, uh, to figure out, get teams at that time. Uh, It's the holidays over there. It's their break. You know, Europe, they go on their two-week vacations or holidays, they call it. Like, it's hard to come up with some teams that – now the pro teams don't get together about a week or two later than when we can go. And that's just kind of weird. So it's not about the games, really. It's the practices. It's the camaraderie. It's uh, the team players hanging out together and uh, the experience. You know, we went to – um a, a number of different things we went uh, river we did the uh, eiffel tower um in, in london we did a uh uh we went to the churchill war rooms um i did my, my family so I mean a lot of different things but it's really just giving time together and uh that's that's the important thing and uh like i said I mean you know, we did Australia five years ago i think and we had some kids from there and we we're recruiting down there so it's a, uh, it's, I've gone to uh, Bahamas. We did that one time when I was at Pitt. We went to Ireland when I was at Pitt. And uh, initially, uh, when they first started doing it, we went up to Canada, drove up on a bus and uh, did did a couple hours up in Canada, made three days up in Canada when on fall trips. So that's kind of the history of overseas trips. And, uh, but it's pretty much kind of, you got to do it because you've told the kids you're going to do it from recruiting. They always ask. And uh, it's just part of the, the deal. So, real quick, before we dive in, are you
0: more of a London guy or are you a Paris guy?
1: <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a USA guy. I think is what it is. But uh, <laughs> that's what that's what I was telling uh, some fr- the, the little, uh, 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 friends here, the youngsters that we were there asking. But um, uh, it, it was uh, I like I like Paris. I've been to Paris a lot. Actually, I've never been to London. Uh, I've been to Paris. I've tried recruiting in France and Paris. You know, they've got the They've got the best players now coming out. So we i have been there recruiting, um, but uh, uh, I—we—it I, the, 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 was—it was a good trip. I, the kids really had a good time. Um, the basketball, the two facilities in France weren't great. Um, it, actually, they said that Victor uh, went by on practice there. That's where his group practiced because they had a, they were building a new arena. Um, so, but it was not a great facility. A little short the court. Uh, And then the uh, places in in London were different, but they were at least adequate, I thought, for us to to play. So the the one gym was official size. I thought that was good. (laughs) So so you go to these trips, and this
0: summer, TCU's been very active, bringing one of the top transfer classes.
1: Who stood out from the new guys for you? Really, all of them are good. I mean, I think we we did well. Uh, You know, I mean – uh, um, Jameer got there late for uh, uh, practices so he was only there for a couple of uh, practices before we went over Avery had a good summer early got hurt and I thought was making up for it Avery Anderson so we got two very good guards experience a lot of uh, athleticism quickness um, and, and the big kids all uh, you know um, they played well I mean and, and Trey played well too Tedson talking about the other guard he's been steady all summer long and and he played well. He made shots. He's as good a shooter as shooters uh, we've had since Desmond, no question about it. And um, and then we had the uh, uh, big guys. Uh, it was a good addition uh, with uh, – uh, Assam played very well and, and Ernest. I think they give us a good combination uh, there.
0: What does a team need to work on, you think, most between now and the beginning of the season?
1: Oh, Defensively, we weren't even close. I thought we'd get more done in these eight weeks. But then, obviously, Jameer, Avery, we didn't have the two guards and had everybody kind of playing different positions. So, defensively, we're not even close. And, you know, it's – it's. I mean, again, it's what we – these ten practices, which we can only fit in about eight. We have facility issues. Uh, practice times, it's hard for us, times uh, at, at TCU. And, and so, um, you know, we get eight weeks of four hours of basketball um so you know it's you're not getting a lot done during that time and um we're, we're really gonna get to work this week when we get back so um you know i wanted to give some time off uh this week but next week we're, we're gonna the guys want to go they want to get after it they they, they want to play and they want to get better and so we'll get we start classes monday and we'll be starting next week
2: okay alan you got any questions yeah, oh, so coach, the big topic around college athletics right now is everything going on with realignment, and, and so much of the focus you hear about is with football. But can you just <laughs> okay, speak to what the uh, new Big Twelve okay, okay. looks like? It's going to be from a basketball perspective. Oh, well, I mean, we're we're clearly
1: the best. It's not not even close. So I think you know, um, and we're so far. Anybody, no matter what we did, we probably wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed too much. But obviously, we've got some good ones coming in. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, um, yeah I mean we added arizona we added Arizona state was very good in basketball um I say you know we we added very good basketball teams you know I know we, kind of the football teams we added were at the bottom of the pack twelve but but um um uh, these are you know top Arizona's obviously arizona uh Colorado's been uh okay um they were good uh sad uh, tab had some really good players wings in there. Um, and then, uh, you know, Utah, Utah, I thought we, you know, we played them last year. I thought they were going to be really good, but their guards got hurt. You lose your guards are in trouble and they didn't progress as much as I thought that their guards went down. The one that killed us, um, at their place, we beat them there, but, uh, he, he, he hurt us. He got hurt right after that. They were never quite the same, but I, I think they're on the verge of being there. They got great tradition there. All of them have great tradition. And, um, a uh, uh, very good basketball program. So yeah, they're they're you know, obviously they're the the footballs bomb in the league, but uh the, the the basketball they're kind of spread out, but Arizona has clearly been the best in the, in the in the pack for for years.
2: So I guess those those four schools are coming in going into 2024, um, but going into this year the scheduling is going to change with the Big 12 leaving the round robin format. Can you just speak to what that type of challenge is going to be for your program going into this new season with the 14-team Big 12, including OU and Texas?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't – obviously, one of the strengths of our league, and, and I thought it was from a fan perspective, and and I don't know if it made us a better league. I don't know how it could have made us better um, in the non-conference because we clearly dominated the last, you know, seven years. I've been in the, in the non-conference as a league, um, but – the, the round robin was a great part of our league. I mean, it, it just it just made things – you know when you're going to play everybody twice. I mean, it, that's rare and, and, to the, and certainly in power fives, but it was good for us. I don't know if it was part of why we're the best league in the country. I can't say because we, we did our work in the non-conference to really establish that. But it's something that really uh, uh, I'll miss. Certainly that's not going to happen. I think there's going to be a question as to do we go to 18, do we go to 20? Um, or even 22. I mean, we've got the best league, you know, the TV is going to be coming to us with having these teams play against each other. I, I think it could happen. Uh, the challenges is going to be harder to do. We got so many teams and really they've lost all kind of uh, challenge component to it really uh, just because of the sheer size and unavailability of dates. And uh, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if we go to 20 and, and certainly not 22 down the road, but there's some things that uh, Brett wants to do, our commissioner, um, and so that may make it a bit of a challenge. I know he wants to play down in Mexico. That's been announced. They want to do some things at Globe Life, so we can continue to use Globe Life as a as a uh, 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 the baseball for the tournament there for the Big Twelve. You know, everybody's fighting over that place because they got a they got a roof, um, and, and tournaments you, you need that. Um, so um, you know, we'll, we'll probably continue to play some uh, events there league-wide. So there's some things that come into play. But, yeah, it's going to be – I think we'll get to a a few more, maybe 20.
0: You you talk about Commissioner Yormark's background in basketball. I'm going to ask you first, how was the event at Rucker Park uh, in New York? And I'm also going to ask how you believe that Yormark being such a basketball guy is good for not only the Big 12 but for TCU. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I mean, he, he's a, he's a friend that, you know, I knew him, we, we were playing in a, um he wanted, when he was with the, the Brooklyn and they're building the arena, we played in one of their, I think we played in their first event college event and he was really uh, it, it wanted to get college events in there. Kind of like the garden had done the history of the garden that so known him for a while. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a New York guy and, you know, simply put basketball, college basketball is huge up there. And, So he he has that background. uh, But at the same time, you know, he, I think he recognizes things like, you know, I think he came in with his mindset was move the the big 12 tournament to Brooklyn, move it to Madison square Garden. Well, then he saw how successful it was in the big 12 and how much the Iowa state and Kansas and Kansas state support it. He's like, well, I think we'll be keeping it here. So, you know, he recognizes things. He understands things, uh, but he also recognizes our strengths and, and that we have. And, and uh, he's trying to find some things. The Mexico, the, the the globe life is obviously to help the baseball, but um, uh, and, and they don't want the SEC to come in and take it. So you know, there's there's reasons for everything usually, and um, you know, some of them have to do basketball, but some have other things to do with it. But he he, he wants to. When you have the uh, the best conference in the country, he wants to promote that. He wants to he wants to double down on that. He wants so we're clearly the best. You know, and, 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 you know, our league is, I mean, it's, it's clearly been better than everybody else uh, for a long time and you got to sell it to your best, your best asset. And that's our, you know, that's, I don't know that, you know, when you got basketball being the best thing, you said you should sell it. And that's what he's doing.
0: 100%. And how was the event at Har- uh,
1: Rucker Park? Uh, you know, it was good. It was, you know, hey, Brett wanted us there. So I was there. You know, your commissioner tells you to be there, you're there. But it was, uh, it was quick. I mean, I want to go to New York I want to be there a little longer, but see, uh, see, see family and, and all. But, uh, it was, it was quick. Uh, it was, uh, I want to get back and practice. You know, we had practice going on. Um, but then I had to get back to Chicago and see you guys in Chicago for that event that, uh, they're there. So, uh, and, um, by the way, last time I saw you, you were Wrigley Field in the bleachers, so uh, no comment on what else was going on after that with the with the snake. I learned some great things from my uh, hanging out with you guys. You're a bleacher creature
0: forever, Coach Dixon, that's for sure. Uh, more about the roster. You, you talked about the transfers earlier are you, are you gonna? Yeah. I'm not going to speak for the staff completely, but is that going to be the new model for TCU basketball? Like, still get your young guys, but aggressively to attack the portal. Well,
1: you know, it's funny because we did so well in the portal. Uh, it's it, it seems like well, that's all we well we we actually in our league. I think we bring back the most scoring in the league besides BYU, and BYU's obviously got a different uh, uh, mission statement than we've got. But uh, um, so really our, our retention was better named by in the league as well but as we know our our ranking in the in the recruiting class was good and the and and but so you know I mean everybody's taking transfers um I think it I never thought I'd be coming to teach you and this is what we'd be doing but obviously that you adapt you adjust but really we've done better job again of retaining players than anybody else in our league um, and I think that's kind of got lost in the uh, conversation because our recruiting class was so good on those transfers. But we've got two very good high school kids coming in too, so it's a, it's a good – I, I think we have a good balance, about as good a balance as you can get. You don't want to be too young, certainly, especially in this league. That'll get to beat. I thought we were old last year going into the year, and then as I looked at it and we go through it, everybody just kept getting older and older as the spring went on, our league. And we were not the oldest. We were actually a relatively young team in, in the league last year. So, you know, there, there's some, uh, it's something we got to really monitor. And uh, again, our retention was better than anybody else in our league, uh, uh, except if you count uh, BYU, the, the one of the new additions.
0: You talk about retention of the players. You've also retained your staff, you have a, a elite coaching staff surrounding you. And I bet you many of the programs have tried to poach some of your assistants off. Yeah. you. What what makes coaches want to stay here at TCU, a school that when you got
1: here wasn't known for their basketball at all? Yeah, yeah, no, I I think uh, and I was and talking to recruits and being out there, we, we I'm so lucky. I mean the staff and uh, that we have the the people I have working. I mean they're good people. Uh, they're great coaches. They've been places. They're experienced. You know, I I think I think TCU has has kept them. Uh, they've made a commitment to him. I think that's, that's big. I mean, they've really made a commitment to a, my assistant coach and they knew it. I went in there and talked to him about it and they, I didn't have to tell them. I mean, they know, they, they know when they got quality people. I mean, Tony Benford, Dwayne Brassard, Jamie McNeely. I mean, um, you know, I, I've, 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 whatever reason we've hired good people and, um, you know, that, that our camp, our school wants those guys representing TCU and, um, so they've made the commitment. They love Fort Worth. They love the area. Their families love the area. They're great fathers. They're great uh, their husbands. I mean, I, I get good people. And uh, I've been saying it all summer long, and anybody will listen. So uh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> and then I got some other guys, too. I mean, uh, Thomas, you know, Monaghal, obviously everybody knows, and uh, Corey Santee. And then Mike Rice. We added Mike Rice a position there. We were kind of we're way behind as far as positions. I think it's enough though. I think some people are overkill as far as staff numbers and basketball. And um, but I, I think we're in a good place right now as far as numbers. Uh, and then we just kind of rotate. We bring in quality young uh, graduate assistants uh, too, which I think are an important aspect of the program. That uh, um, it's a connection to for the for the for the players and and. Uh, the individual workouts uh, when they want to do stuff on their own for the player. So uh, a lot of stuff going into it. I mean, we go year round. I mean, I like, it's, it's great. Like this literally be like the only week and there were guys in the gym yesterday. Um, but we literally, I I, I say at 49 weeks of the year, we're working with our guys, like 49 weeks of the year. Think about that. Uh, um, when you throw in the, this, this week for the, uh, I mean, it's, it's, um, we got to give them two weeks off at the end of the year. I mean, like that's what, that's where it's at now. I mean, it's crazy. And um, that's what we do. I mean, it's uh, uh, you, you caught me on my uh, uh, one day of vacation here, Austin. And then then still made me work.
2: (laughs) I won't stress you too much. Uh, Alan, do you have any questions for coach? Coach, I, I was just wondering if you can speak towards Desmond Bain and just his progression as a player in the NBA going into this new contract he has and sort of about the work ethic that you talked about and how that helped him grow into the player he is now. Well, yeah, it was great. I saw Desmond in uh, uh, Memphis. I think he was uh, – um,
1: I talked to him the, the other day. I saw him in Memphis a couple weeks ago. He was at the NCA camp. He came by and hung out with us um, there. So I uh, saw him there. I talked to him on the phone. Uh, a couple days ago. He was in uh, Fort Worth this weekend. Um, I think he went up to Possum Kingdom Lake. He was hanging out there with his fiance and uh, his son. So, um, you know, he just – he loves Fort Worth too. He's going to be back uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. I think we're trying to work on possibly a camp uh, that him and Kenrich want to do. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff going on. We'll be working out. We've got our alumni event, our basketball alumni event going on. So we got a bunch of stuff going on. But um, he's just a great kid that, you know, it's a, it's funny. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great thing to say his story of under-recruited, uh, got better, worked at it, um, got better four years. But, you know, th- that's a great story. But when you talk to high school kids, like if you tell them four years and his progress and show, like they they think that's, They've just wasted three years of their NBA career. And and that's that's tragic, but that's kind of the mentality of, of kids and their their people and families. So it's all about impact the first year as you read about every kid that commits or talks to them and how they want to go to the league after year one. And it's it's nearly impossible. But, you know, a story like Desmond is not as attractive as it should be in today's game and today's uh, – uh, uh, it, it, uh, they just, you know, they want instant gratification and, and, uh, but eventually they get there, they figure it out. But as far as using that recruiting, it, it, it's, they want, they want now. And then the guy that figures out that it's going to take a little longer, that's the guy that succeeds. And, you know, Desmond just is an unbelievable story just keep getting better. As I told the, the GM, when they're talking to him about Desmond, the guy's gotten better every year of his career. Why would he stop? And three years in the NBA has gotten better every year. So like the trend continues. It's a good, it's a good asset to have. I try uh-huh. to have that. Get better every year. That's that'd be a great thing to do as a coach.
0: You're talking about getting better every year. This gear is shaping up to be a good one for TCU. You able to retain Emmanuel Miller. You're talking about guys who, you know, understand their game needs to be improved. What do you expect out of E Man this year?
1: Uh E Man, um you know, he, he, he turned it up the other day. We were the last game. We kind of started off slow and we started all different lineups and my assistants coached the, 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 the teams, the games. Uh, I kind of st- sat l- farther down the bench. Uh, but it, I, what I was like, I liked about you, man, we were, we were it was tie game at the quarter and he, he went out and defensively kind of changed the game in the second quarter. I think he started the second quarter. So that was good to see. So some leadership and, recognizing that defense is what's going to be the difference maker he's got to become a great defender you know he wants to get to the nba i mean all our guys do and we've had a pretty good track record of guys have developed and became nba guys i mean you know there's a difference between guys that go through your program get better and become nba players rather than the guy that's there for five months and you know gets drafted as a lottery pick and you know i don't know if that's a development thing or just a you know got him and 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 uh, uh he he did the five months and, and and put his name in the draft but um uh they're uh uh are uh uh um the uh, we're we're uh i got some friends coming over here to, looking for me um but uh that, that's you just want to get them better and uh, you sell them on that but they're in that five month window like uh, I want my improvement done in like a five week span, five month span, and I can get to the NBA. And so, uh, once they uh, figure it's going to take a little longer than that, accept that. That it then it, then um, there, there can be the progress.
0: I'll leave you with one more question, Coach. So, you guys always are so fly on the bench. Coaches are always best
1: dressed. Who dresses you guys? Because Thomas says it's not you. <laughs> Well, we what do you talk like we used to be in suits, but you're not talking about that. That now we're in the 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 gear stuff. That's a Nike thing. Um, but Santee, I guess is in charge of Benford. They argue about it all the time. I have nothing to do with it. I could I could care less. And uh uh but everybody else looks up. but that's Nike. They and and Justin Shaw but they 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 do some stuff. And um uh but Nike's they, they we and our color scheme works. The purple, the we've added the black, we're throwing in the red, and I think it's you know purple's become kind of a cool color too now. So I think that's kind of part of it as well. But um, that 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 purple we had when I played that wasn't a good purple. So uh, we, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So it's good to see. Alan, any more questions for Coach? Nothing else for me, Coach. Thanks for coming on. You guys ever done a podcast from the beach with a guy with his hat
0: on? and? Uh, no, no, we works. haven't. You, you just, you're a first, Coach. We've done, we've done the show from a lot of places, but never the beach.
1: How many have you guys done?
0: We've been doing this since, what? Probably 20? over 100 now. Yeah, over really? 100. Yeah, we've been, it was All a right. TV show for KTCU, TV show, radio show, okay. a year and a
1: half. All right. Well, we did a casual then.
0: And that concludes our interview with TCU head basketball coach Jamie Dixon. Thank you, Coach Dixon, again, for taking time out of your vacation, as you reminded us many of times throughout the interview. Uh, But, you know, awesome, awesome guy and really excited for what TCU basketball is going to bring for us this season. But um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, is season preview time for me and Mr. Taylor. We'll give you our official predictions for TCU, tell you about Key players to watch what we think is going to happen with the Frogs and Sunny Dykes. And then the week after that, it's game week. Coach Prime and Colorado comes into town. We'll preview that game. So get ready. Frog Pod's about to ramp up. We're going to be back to giving you weekly content as long as the Frogs are playing football. And, you know, going into the basketball season, we'll give you episodes on a weekly basis. So remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast. We like to think we do a good job here at Frog Pod. So with that being said, always remember to make every day your best day and go Frogs.